0: Welcome everybody to Talk is Cheap, the Fight Against Mediocrity podcast. I'm very excited for today's guest, Andrew Joseph Keith. Um, he graduated from Utah State University, which is with his Bachelor of Fine Arts in Stone Sculpture in 2019. Uh, he is currently collaborating with Proco.com as an instructor for an online figure sculpting fundamentals course. He was a co-founder of Figure Sculptures United that holds competitions with professional sculptors. Keith recently authored the book, An Artist's X-Ray Vision, the male figure. He also works with Creative Stones, a Logan, Utah-based company that provides natural stone. Um, To see more of his work and the process or to contact him directly, you can find him on Instagram, which I'll put here in the video, Andrew Joseph Keith, or visit his website, andrewjosephkeith.onuniverse.com, which I'll also put um, in the description and everything. Very excited to have you on here, Andrew
1: hey thank you kevin i'm excited to be here
0: awesome so i mean just from your bio it's very obvious that you've got your fingers in every aspect of stone and sculpting um, and everything like that and you have really cultivated a lot of skill sets in that area tell us about you know what made you passionate about that and how you got started Yeah, well, I've
1: always um, been an artist and so interested in drawing and painting and been drawing since I can remember. Um, And sculpting specifically, I didn't really get into it until college, but I've kind of always had that artistic spark. And then I took a class in college and I was originally going to go into pre-physical therapy because that was something that I thought I'd also be good at. But after taking that class, I just felt like I really just loved uh, art too much, not to try to make it work with the arts. And so I think, uh, as artists, it's not something that, uh, you don't choose to be interested in it. It just kind of pulls you, you know, it's not like you, you decide that you're going to be interested in art. You just are. And I think, um, that there are some things that j- just kind of pull you in different directions and, and sculpture and, and art was what pulled me. And so I just decided I'm going to try to make it work. And that's what I'm still doing. So, uh, still working it. on it.
0: I love it. And, uh, you know, I, someone always tells me or someone told me recently, he's like, um, there's a difference. He was talking about his mom who came over from uh, Asia. And he said, you know, there's a difference between poor and getting started. And he's like, I always felt like I was just getting started. And so, I mean, you're only two years out of college. And so um, all that you've accomplished is amazing just in that short period of time. Um, but what, I, what you said was really interesting. You said you know, it really interested me and, and you had that natural ability and it felt like it was almost like calling you. Um, And at first it sounds like you tried to go away from that. Like, no, I want to try something else. What eventually led to you saying, Hey, I'm passionate about this. I'm good at it. I'm going to go with it. What was there like a decisive moment?
1: I think just taking like I, I just took a, a sculpture class and I really connected with working in 3D, even though I'd been drawing pretty much my whole life. I felt like I was almost already better at at working with 3D. My brain was just kind of programmed that way. And so I I guess after that I I, you know, I battled with it for a little bit because I knew that there was money to be made with physical therapy and um but, but I wasn't super excited about the, the extra school that that would have required. And so um, eventually I just decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go it and try to make something artistic work. And um, yeah, once I made that choice, I haven't looked back. And so hopefully we'll be able to keep moving forward and keep getting better and, and uh, building what I'm, what I'm trying to build, which is something that, that, that is, is kind of my legacy, you know, something that can that I can say, you know what, I did this well.
0: Yeah, tell me more about that building your legacy because um, at the end of the day, you know, that's all we can leave behind is our legacy. You know, we don't leave anything here on earth. We leave everything else here on earth and our legacy is what remains. So tell me more about that.
1: Yeah, well, as a as an artist, you kind of think about the the works you're going to make. And for me, with with the stuff that I produce, I really want, uh, I'm interested in figurative stuff. And, um, and so I really want people that, that observe my work to just feel like this guy understood the human figure. He understood um, like beauty. He understood what he was doing when he was creating these artworks. Even my more abstract work, which most of my stone work is kind of more abstracted and a little bit more stylized, more modern. And then I also do realistic sculptures and that's what the, the courses I teach online are more realistic. And so whatever his style, it is, I want them to feel like, Oh, he like with the abstract stuff, he understood gesture. He understood the movement of the figure and with the more realistic stuff, like he, he took the time to really master his, his craft. And so that's something that I feel like a lot of artists, it's, it's pretty easy to come up with ideas. Like ideas are pretty uh, cheap. They're easy to come by. And so um But but to be able to have the the skill to turn that idea into something that people uh, will want to look at for for years and maybe hundreds of years, maybe thousands of years, depending on, you know how how long your art lasts. Um, That's something that that I feel like I'd like to work towards that and I, you know, you don't know. um, You don't know as an artist what's going to happen after you you pass and in a way it doesn't matter too much because. Uh, you know you, I'm sure you'll be worried about other things at that point but uh, I think it is kind of cool to think about like what am I leaving behind that's that's worthwhile and that's something that eventually as I as I get the the assets that I'm building right now kind of uh, solidified and, and built up then I want to move over and do more uh, monumental stuff you know larger sculptures that that have meaning behind them and kind of uh that call to something more transcendent and and maybe more religious in nature, because um my faith is is important to me. And I think that's something that in artwork is important to, to share. And I think artists share their religion, whatever it might be, even if they're atheists, I think they share their ideology through their their work. And so um so that's something that that I'm I'm looking forward to as, as part of leaving that leg- legacy. I
0: love that. And I mean, you're you're beginning with the end in mind. You're saying, hey, um, I'm not just here to to make a quick buck or, or provide for my family. I'm here to make a difference in the world for generations to come. And because you're thinking that way now, you're going to do it. I, I really, truly believe that you're going to do it because those are the thoughts you're having right now. And tell me more about, you know, you said I'm creating these assets. You've alluded to hey, I, I kind of tried to avoid art because it, it can be difficult to make a living. Um, but tell me more about these assets. I know you have an online course. Um, there's so many opportunities nowadays with the internet and art. What are you building there?
1: Yeah, so I was really fortunate. Um, I reached out, There's a, a company, an instructor, his name is Stan Prokopenko and he started Proko, he started his own business. Uh, on YouTube. So he started it by making YouTube tutorials on how to draw. Cool. And he built this business into a really successful endeavor. Um, and he's he's building his team. And on his website, one day I saw, like, are you interested in teaching a course? Con- contact uh, this. And so um, I I had recently done a sculpture of a hand that I thought was, was pretty good. It was uh, probably one of the best sculptures I'd done up to that point. It was just interesting. And and detailed. And so I, I sent him images and I said, Hey, have you ever thought about doing a sculpture course? Um, I, I really enjoy sculpture and I like teaching. And so, um, and then we got on a call, we talked and, you know, hit it off. And, and that was, um, and I was still going to college at that point. And so, um, we decided that we would start working on that. And I started working on it part-time just writing scripts. He let me know his whole process. And so it was a long process, really detailed. We have everything scripted. And then we go through those scripts and we color code everything for the visuals that are going to be in the videos because um, he tries to really condense a lot of information into these videos and a lot of visual information. And um, and once we you know once we had it done then then we started filming and there was a lot of bumps along the road, um, but I really liked I really liked working with him his business model he puts most I'd say like a lot of his content probably over 50% of the content is free and available on on YouTube and so that's basically his advertisement and in fact he hasn't run a lot of ads on this point i'm trying to get him to to run some more ads cuz i think that's yes. some money that's left on the table but he, most of his ads have just been youtube videos and you know how to draw this or or that and now he's done more collaboration videos with other artists and i really like the the business model and how it works is it's just a, a commission so we split it 50 50 because his team puts together the videos I film the videos and um, and so we just get a, a, a split with the the commission and I really like it because the course now that it's released it would not have been as successful if I would have done it on my own he's a, a company that's growing really fast he's built his own website which is basically a a social media for artists and art students and so he's put a lot of work to it and a lot of investment and he's really passionate about what he does and so I'm kind of just um, I'm kind of just well I I told him I'm like one of those little little tiny fish that kind of like attaches to the shark as it's moving through the water and and because I can see that this company is going places and I think that it it might replace you know the traditional college experience when it comes to the arts because in my opinion, you know, college is getting too expensive. It's it's too much, and it doesn't provide the value that you're paying for. It's, it's, um, and I think online education combined with in-person workshops, I think that's really the future of education. And so I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of it in my own, you know, small way. sculptures, maybe a small niche, but I really believe that that education is important, but that college is just the most expensive way to learn anything. And so I want to be a part of that solution and, and, and it's an asset. So once the course is done, which we're still working on the first course, you know, that will pay me for the rest of my life. And so it was worth it for me um, to work, to work part-time on a project for three years before my first paycheck. And so if you can, if you can imagine, you know, working a part-time job for three years before you get a paycheck, that's what starting a, a business is. That's what, you know, starting something. Is and um, but it can pay off way bigger than than um, than you know somebody that has has basically already taken the risk and hires you as an employee um, you know they've already done that and so you kind of get more security as an employee and and I I was always more interested in the entrepreneurial side of things. And so.
0: um, you've said so many amazing things in all of this. Um, that last that last point, you said, I was much more interested in the business than being an employee. Um, I really like that because, you know, just like you said, when you're an employee, you're trading time for money. and you only have so much time, there's only one of you. But creating that course, you can then impact millions of people from one thing that you did. And I think that I hope you see, how specific your niche is, like sculpting, hand sculpting, um, it's like pretty awesome that you have such such a specific niche, because then your target audience, like, there's no like maybe I'm into this, maybe I'm not. It's like, hey, you're either into it or you're not. And if you want to learn more, I'm your guy. I'm the expert. So I think that's really cool. Um, so, how much do you sell the? How much do the sort? How much do the courses sell for on the website?
1: So the course I have, it's $109 uh, for a course. And it's like a a college course. And so, and I say, and honestly, I say like, there's more information in this course than I received getting my BFA in sculpture. And so it's a, it's a good deal. It's a, it's a good deal. It's not, uh, not too much. And you know, the price goes up over time with, uh, with inflation and stuff. And so the best time to get it is, is earlier, but, um, but yeah, it's, really for for the amount of information if you're interested in in sculpture i wanted it to be the course that i wished i had when i started learning sculpture
0: yeah yeah if you're listening to this and you're into sculpting i would go pick it up right now for 109 because after this podcast i'm gonna convince andrew to put the price at like four or five thousand dollars (laughs) because that's what you just said is crucial how much did you pay for your college education
1: yeah, it was, it was a lot. So what is it at, at, at USU? It was like 3000 a semester or something on average, something Before, like that. Yeah. It's a state college. So it was cheap. It was cheaper than, than most, but so what is that 20, 24,000 or something overall, but I, yeah. Yeah. But I got, I got uh, you know, I had grants and stuff. And so that helped out a little bit, but, um, but you know, I, I do think that it's worth it. If you're interested in sculpture, it is, it is worth it. And if you're interested in anything, I, I think you can get an online course and learn from the best person in that niche for most or under a thousand dollars and that's if you're really passionate about something like be willing to, to spend to save up a little bit maybe if you have to and then spend a little bit on on learning on education on a class that you're just like you know what i just need to learn more about this and things will like i was saying things will call to you like you don't really choose what you're interested in you just are interested in it. It's kind of a natural thing. Um, something that I think, uh, maybe God gives to you, I think. And, and, um, and then, you know, he says, well, what are you going to do with this? Like, I'm going to give you the desire, but are you gonna, are you gonna put in the work to, to take it to something to take it to the next level? And yes. so, um, yeah,
0: no, I a hundred percent agree with that. Um, one of my favorite quotes is by Steve jobs when he says, you know, you can't connect the dots looking forward and somehow your heart will know what you need to do. And I've definitely found that in my life. I, I, uh, well, first of all, I'll go back to what you're saying. I mean, you think about it, you spent four years, $25,000 ish. I think most are a little bit more, probably like average in the country's probably 30 to 50. Um, and you went through the grind. I mean, you, you learned through experience. And so, for someone to be able to take your knowledge, it's basically like a fast pass at Disneyland. You skip the whole line and you get the best information from the best. And, um, one of my favorite quotes is if you're going to go broke, go broke, investing in yourself. Um, because if someone invests in your course and they learn to sculpt, that's a talent and a skill that no one can ever take away from them. And that's the same thing with reading books and, and learning from other people. Um, and so talk to us about, I think a lot of people at this point are probably thinking, well, and I guess to backtrack, like I studied accounting, I hated accounting. I did it because I wanted to like, eventually own my own business and know the numbers of it. But as I, I got an accounting job out of school, but even when I was an accountant and studying accountant, I always read sales books I never read accounting books like in my free time I'd read sales books and so I felt like I was that was kind of my calling or what I was passionate about and I totally agree that we're each given kind of different callings and uh things that we're passionate about or good at and maybe we're not good at it at first but was it scary saying like hey I'm going all in on this was it scary and how did you overcome that fear
1: um I'm, I'm actually pretty, um, conservative in nature and I don't really take risks too much unless I feel like that, um, the worst case scenario I could live with. And okay. so the same thing, like I liked, uh, I like doing kind of gymnastics and stuff, but I would never do a flip or, or anything unless I, unless I felt, you know what, um, I'm not going to get hurt doing this. Cause I did not like injuries. I didn't like injuries. Um, I liked, uh, like I would I would work out with a football team, but I wouldn't do football because I didn't like getting hit and I didn't like wrestling because I didn't like being bruised. And so I'm kind of cautious. But with with, um, you know, the arts, I thought the wor- the worst case scenario is I, I really try and I really try to make it for, you know, five years or something. And then I and then I figure, you know what, this isn't working out and I'm just going to go, you know, get get a job just to provide for for the family and and. You know just going to go a different direction and uh, and that was kind of the worst case scenario and i figured you know what i can i can live with it and it's been tough because um it it, it was a grind and it was very little very little income because i was working on, on this all the time and we're just now like just now our income is is starting to build and even now it, it feels like we're still kind of in that constricted zone because um, now we're saving up, you know, we're saving up because we want a down payment on a house and things like that. And so even though our income has grown, we're still very much living similar to, to uh, what it was before. And, and I think that's, I think, well, one thing, I think that's important, like figure out how to manage your finances. Uh, if you're going to do something, if you're going to go and, and start a business, you know, have an emergency fund, that was something that that once we had an emergency fund we have never not had money we we haven't had a lot of money and i don't have any debt and so that was another thing i i graduated without debt so if you can't go to school and graduate without debt hold off like work while you go to school do something else because i'm i'm no fan of debt and so um, that was something that was important to me and because of that you know we're starting at zero because we don't have a lot well we're starting with our emergency fund and but we're not starting $50,000 in the hole. You know what I mean? And so many people are starting off with all this debt from, from college. And I really think it's unfortunate. I think it's, it's a, a poor choice to get that much debt when you're that young. Um, Cause you're just, start, it's like, you're starting, you know, a hundred meters, 200 meters back from the starting line. Yeah. And so, um, so that was like, I'd say figure out how to manage your finances. If you're going to do a risk like this, save up for a couple months, like, If you really, if you're really disciplined, you can save, you can work and you can save and you can have enough to live off of for you know six months to a year um, as you're starting a business. And and I've heard you can correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I've heard if you start a business on on your side and have a full full full-time or part-time job. That the business is actually more likely to just succeed because you have a little bit more wiggle room. I've heard that that's the case. I don't know if uh, statistics bear that out, but I think that makes sense because you're, it's, um, you know, it's it's not it's not all or nothing if if you fail. So don't be afraid to have you know a, a full time job and just work on your passion, you know, part time until you can make it work. Um, but I think it's it's a decision and and then just deciding I'm going to go for it.
0: Yeah, totally. And I, I agree with that. Like the thing about working part or working and working on your side hustle at the same time is something really important that I learned, um, from a mentor is like, uh, make your mistakes on someone else's dime, basically meaning like, it's okay to work for someone else for a little while, because you're going to get a lot of experience Um, And they're basically paying for your mistakes, whether that be mistakes of like, I don't know how to run the technology of a business. So I learn on someone else's dime, or if you're in real estate, I'm going to learn how to develop XYZ product, working for someone else, which um, is definitely helping. I think something that you said that was really important too, is like, um, you're very risk adverse. And I think a lot of people, when they think of entrepreneurs, they think Oh, they they're betting the farm all the time and this and that, which I think is true to an extent. There are probably times in all entrepreneurs life where they they're literally faced with I'm risking it all. And it's either going to work or it's not going to work. And you have to weigh out the worst worst case scenario on that point. But I think for the most part, most entrepreneurs take very calculated risks. And I'm sure you've found this as you've um, grown in sculpting, like, you know, you don't go from knowing nothing about sculpting to buying how how much does like a really like a life-size piece of stone or granite cost
1: oh it's it's in the thousands it depends on the type of stone and stuff and and where you can find find it but if you're going to do a life-size stone sculpture that's like five thousand dollars worth of of stone it's pretty yeah, expensive
0: you're probably not going to buy that your first time sculpting like you're going to do it and putty or whatever, you'd be able to explain it better than I can, but you're yeah, going to yeah. build up to it. And so that's what entrepreneurs do. They just build up to the bigger risks, which I think is really important. Um, and, then yeah, and also- if
1: you, if you did get that big piece of stone, it wouldn't be very good if it was one of your first sculptures. Yeah. And so that's another thing to think about is you gotta, you gotta, uh, get your mistakes out on the little cheap pieces of stone. And, and, you know, most of your, your mistakes, you get it out, early. And then once you kind of master the craft, then you say, okay, now I'm going to do my masterpiece or, or something, which yeah. might be, you know, your first couple businesses, you know, usually yeah. takes a few businesses before you find one that succeeds. So, yeah. and I've started and I've started a, a few. And so, yeah, it's, I mean, that's about right. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. On average, um, uh, an entrepreneur fails three and a half businesses before they find one that actually works. I thought it was
1: more, I would have thought it was more like five,
0: but this was a book. It was, it was by John Maxwell. I have it up there. So it could have changed, changed from them, but yeah. And not only do they fail a lot, they have to be very scrappy at the beginning. Like you sacrifice a lot for your business. You know, you're saying, Hey, we, we have a nest egg, but like, we're sacrificing a lot to build this up. And, um, but it's all worth it in the end because you you're building, not only your skills in your art, but also your skills in business. And I had two other questions. The first one was like, you're really, really ridiculously good at sculpting. And that requires a lot of deliberate practice, but everyone wants to be really good at whatever they're doing, say it be sales or real estate or business or building a software or whatever it is. Um, what advice do you have for someone as they perfect or craft that skill?
1: Yeah, so um, I I I've worked really hard at it, and that's something that everybody says, but they say it for a reason. And and I'd say something else that I was reading in a in a book. It might have been The Wealth of Nations, um, but I don't but I don't remember which which book it was. But it basically said that you create value when you can take a, a complicated complicated task and you can break it down into smaller tasks that. That people can basically master. And so, this was when they're, this was even before the industrial revolution when they really figured this out. They figured out you can build a car that is so complex that nobody in history has ever been able to build it. You just have to break it up into small enough pieces that people who are relatively untrained can do just that piece. And the same thing is true if you have a complicated task that you really want to achieve, you just break it into small enough tasks. So that the small task is something that's doable. And I try to do that in the the sculpting course and I break it up into steps. You just, you take this step and, you know, you maybe you capture the the pose with a wire armature. I show you how to make wire armatures and then, you know, you capture the gesture and then you can check yourself. There's ways to check yourself to see did I actually capture the pose or the proportions right? And so um, being able to, to check yourself during each stage of the process and then move on to the next and move on to the next. It takes something that seems so complicated. And sculpting the human figure, I don't think there's anything more complicated artistically than sculpting a realistic um, um, human figure. That's why like most of the art throughout history, if you look at it, it's all abstract. Because you know these ancient civilizations, they said, you know what? Sculpting a realistic nose or eye, it's too hard. We'll just do like, you'll get it if we just do these kind of symbols. And that's what most art is. And I think part of the reason is Um, well, one of the reasons is that it's functional. And so it serves that purpose. We understand it even when it's simplified. And then the other part is that it is so difficult. It's so difficult to get something that's realistic. But I'd say um, if you're going to do something that's difficult, like break it up, break it up into small tasks that you can do daily or weekly. And um, same thing with large goals. If you just have a large goal, like break it up into, into small pieces and those bite-sized pieces you can do. And, and then it's just, it's repetition. And so you just have to do it a lot and a lot and that muscle memory and that, uh, an artist's eye, you know, that just comes with time, being able to see what's wrong. Like at the beginning, it's very easy for somebody to say, oh, that face looks off. Like it doesn't look like that, but it takes a lot of time and practice to actually be able to say like oh the the nose is too big compared to the skull or there's not enough mass mass in the back of the head like that takes time to be able to specifically say I know exactly what's wrong and I know how to fix it that's what really takes um, it takes just practice and 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 practice and doing it over and over again and so those are the the things that I'd say um, and tr- try to work out a schedule where you can you can practice whatever your craft is regularly and and just you know, there's no substitute for repetition.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. There really isn't. How often do you sculpt? Well, I,
1: I try to sculpt, um, every day. Sometimes I don't make that. Uh, Sometimes I I'm busy with a lot of things. And so sometimes I'm, you know, editing videos or I'm, I'm doing other things. Um, but, but, there was, there was times when I was doing it every day. And those were the times when I saw the most improvement. And so uh, I don't always make that when I'm busy with so many other things, but if you're, if you're in that growth spurt stage, like really try to do it every day, even if it's just a half hour or, or an hour of whatever it is. um, Yeah. Just daily. It just builds that muscle memory. It builds that experience. There's no substitute for it.
0: Yeah. And I've heard that. If you go twenty four hours without doing something, you start to get rusty, which is yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, yeah, probably true. (laughs) Um, well, that's awesome. And then, um, how important is sales for your business and any business?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you if you can't sell, you don't have a business, right? So, um, most artists, I think, one of the things that I think is an injustice when it comes to the arts and especially art education is they don't require you to have a business minor when you major in the arts. And I think okay. that that should be a requirement. If you're gonna be an artist, you are a business, you are a brand, your name is your brand and you are a business. And if you don't treat it like a business and if you don't understand that you need you need salespeople, you need marketing, uh, even if that's not you. And so understanding when that's not you and when you need to hire out a gallery or other people. And even in that case, you have to sell yourself to the gallery. And so there's, there's just, um, there's just a requirement that you be able to, uh, and sales people, people get, they get like a bad vibe. Sales is just communication. Like if you can just communicate your vision, your ideas, and people can feel your passion. um, You don't even have to think of it as selling. I think too much. You just say, you know what Um, this is, you know, why I do what I do and I'm good at what I do. And if you have the confidence to say that, um, there will be people that are interested in your product, whatever that happens to be, and so um, sales is huge. I'm really trying to learn and master marketing right now, and learning how to make ads for the the online course, and and I'm going to be building more online courses once I, as, as soon as we finish this one. There's the next one, which is going to be on portraiture, and so I'm I just plan to do that until I've built out you know four or five online courses um, because. I think it's it's something that's needed and I want to learn that marketing because it, it's so it's so crucial. If you can market, there's a business that will hire you. If you can make an ad, if you can make a video ad, if you can speak to the camera or if you can film somebody else in a way that makes their products look good, there's a business that would love to hire you and give you their money because they know that the money that they give you will, will come back doubled or tripled because of the ads that you create. So.
0: Yeah, I love it. And I love like, with what you're doing, there are people in the world who I know, I can just imagine someone sitting there trying to sculpt the human body and just being like, there's got to be an easier way. I wish I knew someone who could teach me. And because of the internet, they can find Andrew, and he can help. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. It's it's
1: a black and white screen with them trying to sculpt. There must be an easier way. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Exactly. No, for sure. If someone wants to get in touch with you and follow you and look at your work, how can they do that?
1: Yeah, Instagram is where I have most of my followers. Um, And so Instagram is a good place. And then just reach out to me there if if you want to send me a message or anything. If you're interested in collaborations, I love collaborations with other small businesses. I've worked with many small businesses and it's something that I really enjoy because I like entrepreneurship. I like people that are trying to, to build their own businesses. And so I love collaborating with people. I don't like working for people, but I love working with people on different projects and different businesses. And so, um, so yeah, if, if you're interested in something that has to do with the arts, I have um, businesses that I, I do want to start um, that will incorporate kind of what I've learned with sculpting and, and the arts and hopefully move more into content creating and creating uh, and storytelling, things like that. Yeah. And so if you're interested in those type of things, I'd love to to communicate, and um, I think that that we need we need people to create good content right now, and so yeah. the the world is hungry for it, and so um, that's what I'm trying to do in in this small niche. But I want to you know move on to different types of storytelling in in the future. And if you're interested, I love I'd love to collaborate. Maybe maybe if you're listening to this, maybe we start a business together, and uh, and it's something that can be successful on its own because that's something that I think you know, we need more of more people that that are starting businesses.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. We're we were meant to create. Um, I did a podcast with dreadful hippie. They they build dreads. And and that was what she said is we were meant to create, um, which was really, really cool. But um, along with what um, you've been saying, I would be curious to know, as you've sculpted the human body, what insights have you had on on the human body? Like, what have you found like, wow, that's really interesting. Um, I never really thought about that.
1: Yeah. So I just, I just really have an appreciation for the human figure. Even when I was taking anatomy courses for physical therapy or pre-physical therapy, I just thought, you know what, we have an amazing gift in our bodies. And, um, and we, um, and I, I believe that we're created in the image of God, that, that God, has uh, a body that's similar to ours and so when he was creating ours he created our bodies to be beautiful and to be um, functional but and and that there is uh, an importance and and that that verse in, in scripture where it says that we are created in the image of God I think that's the most that like everything that we have in western civilization and in America I think has has in one way or another kind of sprouted from that that seed that you realize if you realize that everybody has that intrinsic value. Um, and, and then you can see, you know, how other people that, that other people have value. And then, and then you, you start to, to think about, well, if they have value, then they have rights. And so the, the ability to, to see somebody, especially people, I love working with, with people that have really, you can tell that they've worked hard on their, on their fitness, on their, on their figure. And the, the beauty that, that is, that comes about when people you know work on on um being physically fit and and being disciplined and so i think that 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 is important whether it's ballet or or yoga or weightlifting like whatever the discipline is physically you can see it you can see it in people that's why people love watching the olympics and they love watching people that are at the top of their game because there's just no way to be at that level without it changing your your figure your form you you physically change and so um so that's something that i really am appreciative in my work and and i feel like um you know i i do i do sometimes sculpt uh nude but i i try to stay away from anything that's that sexual or pornographic but but i do uh feel like i want to participate in that tradition of just celebrating that that we are given something that's so um such an amazing gift in our in our physical bodies and so Um, That's, that's something that, that was uh, important in my work. And it's something that I've, you know, I, I think about still.
0: Yeah. And I, I love that. I wanted to ask that question because I know that you can't spend that much time doing something and not receive really, um, you know, insightful information about what you're doing and inspiration is probably a better word for it. So that's amazing. Hey, thank you so much, Andrew, for the final question. In your own words, what does the fight against mediocrity mean to you?
1: In a place, in a place like America, you it doesn't it doesn't cost a lot to be mediocre. You know, you'll you'll be fine. In fact, you'll probably be a little bit overweight because the the poorer you are, usually you're actually more overweight, and so um, you know it doesn't it doesn't cost it doesn't cost a lot. You know, financially, you can deal with not having a lot, but, but it does cost, it does cost what you could be. So that is the cost. And so if you stay, if you stay the way that you are, and you don't try to to better yourself, the cost is the person that you would have become if, if you would have just worked a little harder, if you would have just made those sacrifices that we all know that we should make. and that is greater than any financial cost. And so I think um, that that that's an important thing. So um, the cost isn't just financial of not reaching your potential, it's the potential itself. It's the person that you could have become. And so hopefully we can all just try to do a little bit better. You know, I'm not perfect as an artist or in any aspect of my life, and so I'm always just trying to do just a little bit better. And if you can do just a little bit better, then you know, eventually you'll reach, you'll reach a point where you'll be able to look back and be, um, be satisfied to a degree with, with how far you've come. And so that's what I think comes to mind to me.
0: I love it. That's an amazing definition. Um, I love your insight on that. You can definitely tell that you've, you are and have fought mediocrity, which is why you know that the cost of not fighting is who you could be. So I love that. Thank you so much, Andrew. Um, Again, Go check out his work on Instagram and his website. I'll put those both in the descriptions. Everyone have a fantastic day.
1: Hey, thanks, Kevin. And I look forward to getting your book. So I'll see you.